Rogers took away. Yes, for this. Get your money's worth. Now, What's up and welcome back to Propel's Talk presented to you by Boot Crew Media and Company Burger, the best burger located at 4600 Ferret Street. We got playoff basketball. Before we get into playoff basketball, DraftKings, use promo code BOOT, bet $5. New users, new customers, bet $5 on any team to win their game and you win $150 in free bets. When they win, you win at DraftKings Sportsbook app. Make sure you're 21 years or older. And a state that has it, joined by Chaz, Lido, and Five on a Saturday night, 10 p.m. Chaz, Chaz, is this your Propel's Talk debut? Is this your nah, debut? I think this is my, this is my second time on. Second time. Okay, cool. Yeah. So second time or so. Five, Lido, we're going to get right into it. Um, before <laughs> we got on, we talked about – I don't necessarily want to talk about the game last night, but I want to talk about things that did happen in the game, right? And so – uh, I want to start with five. We'll go Chaz and Lito. Um, you know, the Willie Green speech, I think, needs to be talked about because you see Willie Green. He's said all the right things. He's been very just very even keel, right? Never too high, never too low. Five, when you saw him, like, you got to fight. And, of course, he's saying freaking, which is like, I wish he would just drop an F-bomb. Like, you got to fucking fight. But he drops the freaking fight. I mean, but still, that gives you chills, huh? I mean, in, even in a press game, you know, a press – the post game presser, yeah, he uh, he had a goddess dope shirt. I got, I, I expected him not to curse. Like I, I expected <laughs> at this point. Right. But you know, when I heard it live, I had to tell my son, check up. Like I gave him the basketball. Like check <laughs> up. Like we about to, we about to go at it, bro. Like you, we, we got to do this right now. Like, and we we get on Willie for different things. Pause. We we talk about Willie in different elements um, of coaching. But, like, that stuff is, like, irreplaceable. That's something you can't teach. You can't rehearse that. You can't – that just – it's natural. And and you feel it through the TV. I can't – I don't even know if that's a little iffy. But, like, you can understand, like, hey, this guy's ability to galvanize a group is top tier in the league at this point. Like, yeah. to – to for this team to one, one and 12, three and 16 – to continually, continually grow, yo, you got to give the man credit. You know, we'll talk about the other stuff later, but just the ability to galvanize a group, that's top tier, bro. Go ahead, Chaz. You know, um, sometimes they say, like, you know, uh, hard work will take you places where talent won't. And that's not to say that coaches and talent, I'm not saying that whatsoever, but – just the fact that he's able to inspire the squad like that, that's 60-70% of the job right there. Yeah. Yeah. Like we saw, and not to throw SVG under the bus, but we saw guys, you know, more or less kind of check out with him. You know, but to keep these dudes positive and when they cause they they could have thrown the towel with their body language, everything, it wasn't looking good. It was not looking good. And it's funny because we saw, we actually saw the, um that speech. A little bit after they started, they began their run. I think they, they kind of yeah. showed it after the run had began already. So we kind of saw something different was happening because we saw a different B.I. We saw B.I. get way more aggressive and uh, we saw him just take over. That, go ahead, Justin. No, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Finish your thoughts. Sorry, go ahead. No, no I was saying like that, that night could have gone. You know, I, I came in to the postseason. Because I consider playing the postseason. I came into the postseason saying, 
you you've already won. There's nothing no. you can do to disappoint me at this point. But the fact that this was such a winnable game and the third quarter went the way it went, <laughs> you could have possibly lost a lot of enthusiasm with the fan base had you lost that game. And coach didn't allow it to happen, so big credit to him. Yeah, and we're going to get into that third quarter, Chaz, in a second. But Lido, I wanted to pitch it to you because we've seen Willie Green. We've been, you know, we've seen the pressers, the pregames. Like, what did that make you feel when you saw that dude? Like, like, oh, shit, Willie's got this in him. Because we've kind of heard about it, right? But, like, we've never really seen that, like, challenging somebody. And I really want to know who he was actually looking at when he said, you got to fight, you got to fight. Lido, I mean, that's huge. For a rookie head coach, that shit's legendary, man. Willie Green with his uh, remember the Titan speech in his first playoff game. I mean, come on, man. It don't get listen. Let's go down the list. Willie Green, great coach, elite Christian from I mean, he has he has a goddess dope shirt. I mean, he's a rookie head coach heading to the playoffs. Um, like you know, as we said a million times, guys that went run through a wall for him. They they believe. He just fucking makes you believe. It's, it's a genuine feeling that I don't think you could really cre- recreate off no fake shit. Like, you would be able to feel it. Like, Chas, not to throw anybody under the bus as far as, like, other coaches or older coaches, but, like, man, the guys the guys bought in. And, um, man, yeah, like, the third quarter was rough. But, you know, credit credit to Willie for figuring that shit out, too. Yeah, and uh, let's talk about the third quarter because <laughs> Tony still hadn't played in a month, right? And I don't know where this, like, you know, it was either <laughs> – I'm thinking, all right, let's take this timeout. I remember tweeting this, like, take the timeout. Let's just put Trey and Nance in, and, like, let's just go from there. And then he went Najee and Nance. I'm like, all right, like, I kind of get it. Like, that's fine. We'll go Najee. I mean, he's a good defender. He's kind of big, whatever. He has a nice drive, gets fouled, misses two free throws, then he almost breaks the backboard on the next possession with that three. And that's when I was like, you got to get him out. And I thought this was, like, no doubt. Trey's coming in and fucking <laughs> – Twenty five, five and break, five. I'm pitching it to you. What did you think when Tony Snell hit the hit the side of the corner of the backboard? Uh, Fifteen seconds into his, man, look, into I gotta game. give credit to Tony Snell, bro. I gotta give credit to Tony Snell. That's what I'm gonna do right here. Tony Snell hasn't played in a month. The first time he touched the rock, he put it up. <laughs> You know how gangster that is. Shoot a shoe, five. You know how gang. You know how gangster that is. You know how savage that is to to have that onus about yourself to be like. As soon as I get in here, it's up. Yo, in this in in this environment, the fact that the Clippers were searching out Tony Snell, they were hunting Tony Snell. Like they know he hasn't played in a month. They Reggie Reggie, you know I call him Reggie Black. You know what I'm saying? Reggie Black got in the game when he saw when he saw Tony. It was like, oh, they brought they brought another one of my people in here. This is black on black crime. Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. So, but yeah, no, it was I'm a, crazy. I'm a, this is my other other notion to this. Willie empowers his coaching staff. He does a really good job of allowing them to be there. Last night. At, well, all throughout the season, he's probably given them all the credit for positive things they've they've done, right. and he's always taken the blame for what they collectively have done. Yeah, like he's never put, never said anything bad about them. 
when were they gonna when were they gonna save him? When were they gonna be like, hey, really, we probably should go with this, we probably should go with this route. But because you can see that this clearly was a Willie decision because Willie's a old school cat. You can tell he's gonna go with veterans because he believes the way he plays the basketball game, veterans play better in big games on the road than a rookie would. Uh, sorry. But he as you can see, there's no no beeping sound. That's nice. We're not even gonna talk about that. You did but, that stuff? That was you? Yeah, was yeah, you? man. You know, I did it all my stuff. You know what I'm saying? Look at that. <laughs> What's like that. But I'm saying, when were they gonna help him? When were they gonna step in and help Willie? And I think he got left out the dry, and he saved himself. He saved I, himself. I agree. And Chaz, I'm gonna see you here right now, or I'm gonna go. Yeah, Chaz and Lido. You know, props. Listen. Willie Green fucked up there. He had a meltdown there in the, like that eight minute mark in the third quarter. Like I'm gonna call a spade a spade here, but props to him making the adjustment to get Trey Murphy in. And then Chaz, I want you to talk. And then I'm gonna get to Lido. I want you to talk about the confidence in Trey Murphy. I mean, Jesus Christ, you want to talk five? You just said I'm gonna pull that bit. Like Trey Murphy was unconscious, unconscious. Yeah, like man, I, I think. It, I like, like this, Justin, man. I like this. Yeah. You know, every, every, everybody, the energy, energy good. You know, I, I, I've been a big proponent of, you know, you've already seen what this person has to offer, right? So right now, you're at the point where the, the unknown, it's it's like, let's let's try it. Like, why? You don't have a legitimate reason why you shouldn't try it. And the, the credit, credit to trade is like, yo, he's always ready. You know what I'm saying? I, and I think that's kind of it's a little understated, I think, because personally, you know, I, I have my my critiques for Willie. I think Willie has a very bright future, but I also think yeah. it's evident that he's he's a, a a Monty type coach. Like you know, what I'm saying, I think I think he needs a very strong support system, and I think that's that's going to continue to evolve as time moves forward. Um, but I, I think the situation with Trey is like, coach. He, he saved you several times already. He yeah. saved you against the Lakers. I think he saved I, – I, I don't remember if it was the Hawks or not, but it was another game I was like, oh, he owed Trey Murphy big for this one. It's like he keeps he keeps saving some of these, this, like, you know, questionable decisions. And the thing that kind of – it's difficult for me to process is like, what was the – what was the game plan oh, going in yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. But like, I don't mean to cut you off, but I don't mean to cut you off, Chad. Chaz, because how the fuck is Tony Snell in the game plan in the first place? Like, there's no chance in hell. Like, he's like number twelve. Like, he's yeah. got to be the twelfth guy coming off the bench. Like, I just don't understand the logic in that. Like, oh, you know what we need right now? They get we getting wide open jumpers. We need people who can drive a kick right now. Put Tony Snell in. I know like, you know. haven't seen this man. You benched this man. Because of his inability to perform, and he's like, "Yo, break glass in case of emergency." Obviously, you got, like this don't make no sense. Like, uh, but luck again, man. Trey, Trey Murphy, man, always ready. Came in, hit clutch shots, heard two clutch free throws at the end of that game, like a like a superstar. Yeah, like a superstar. Man. And that was after, and those Herb two free throws was after, like he saw Bi miss, he saw Jonas miss, he saw Larry Nance miss. Cj. Like, yeah, like any shit, CJ. Yeah, Lita, go ahead, man. Man, you know, I think we got to give Ty Lue credit 
because somehow Talu conned Willie into believing that Tony Snell was the answer. And and, and I think that might be the mark of a good coach. Like, that's crazy. Um, and then shout out to, <laughs> like five said, shout out to T, T. Snell coming into the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, hey, you miss 1,000% of the shots you don't take. Like, yeah. so, you know what I'm saying? You got to put something in the air. And That's so oh, true. He was so confident. <laughs> oh, my God. Fuck it. He's like, what do I have to lose? I, I missed. We we losing already. It ain't even on me. Oh, he, once, he, once they called his name, he was like, oh, me? Oh shit, man! I thought it was a joke. I thought it was a mistake. I really thought Tony Snell was in the game as a mistake. Yo, man, it's it's a it's a it's a damn shame, man. But sh- oh, one more thing, shout out to Tony Snell because the zero 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 games live on. Yeah, like we we ain't had one yet, and that was our first one. Like we needed that. Um, <laughs> yo, man, Trey Trey and his preparedness uh, is yep. the mark of a true professional player, especially like seeing that as a rookie. It's like. You know what I'm saying? Something you can look forward to. I, I, I was. It's a damn shame, man. I was yelling at the TV so much when I saw Tony Snell, and it's not Tony Snell's fault that like he. You know what I'm saying? It's not his fault. I just want you to know, T. Snell, if you ever listen to this, this is it's not you. It's not you. It's it's me. I was just upset at Willie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But but Trey, man, Trey came in. He saved. He he saved the game plan or the yeah. backup. He, he did like he if was once again it was, i felt like it was the lakers thing again but i mean five larry nance guy that just you know when we got him and he had knee surgery he was out for you know a while whatever it was i, I i've known i haven't really seen him play much but i think ross described him as a bigger tougher like josh hart and like last night i felt like that was like a perfectly josh hart game especially without, i mean without the dunks and shit but like larry nance was all over the floor Man, that was a Chaz revenge game for, yeah. for Larry. Yeah, it, it was. Hey, he, he, was he saw them tweets, bro. When he came, <laughs> his first shot was the sky hook off the. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. yo, who we- that, shit All was, right. that shit was fresh out the 80s. I like yo, it. Yo, yo, it was butter. It was buckets from there. So I, this I had to add him. I had to add him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate you understanding your mistake and, and him providing said uh, evidence of being better than what you thought he was. Right. Wow, my th- this is my only my only thing. <sighs> the Timberwolves played right. Timberwolves Clippers played. You know, right uh, two days before, and their and their big run came when they got Cat off the floor and Zubac went to the bench yeah. and they played small. So you already saw evidence of when things them making big runs with a small lineup. So if they were able to play Jonas off the floor, you should have had a plan for said incident because it already happened two days before. Right. My mind is boggled because (laughs) it looked like we didn't have a plan. And again, this is not an indictment on anyone, but I'm saying it looked like we didn't have a plan. And Willie said, even in the post-game presser, we were throwing darts at the board to try to figure out what would work. You should have known what would work already. You've seen evidence. Play smaller. Like, yeah. you you got Larry Nance. You had Trey Murphy. 
You knew this already. You knew the answers to the test. You've seen the test already. Play smaller. You played this Clippers team without PG. You had the first game of the season. Jonas played Zubak off the floor. You knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Yep. That's a good point. I, I'm, I, I'm just saying, like, the evidence is right in front of you. You already took the test, like, three times, to- four times a season. You – I don't know. I mean, that, that, that was, Lito, are we going to see more of those lineups with Nance at the five and Trey at the four or three, whatever, and you switch him and B.I.? First off, Larry Nance, way to show, way to have a great, what a great time to have a great game. Like, <laughs> what, what a great time. Like, thank you, man. To what, and I'm going to get to you, Justin. I'm going to get to that question. Right. But, like, for, but to what five said about the having the answers to the test, Man, I'm watching the T-Wolves-Memphis game today, and I'm seeing how they defending Cat. And I'm like, y'all just didn't see what the what the, what they did to them, like, the other day. Like, you you take your big off, you put a small on them, frustrate them. And, and like, they never made that – they never did that throughout the whole game, which is which was the reason of that game. But anyways, as far as this one, like, yeah, man, like, you got to you gotta play – like, that wasn't a Jax-JV game. Like, you can't – Right. It was clear as day. Sorry. Can't do both of them. No, you're good. No, you can't do both of those. Like you have to, you gotta, you gotta pick one, man. You gotta go either I'm gonna give them either I'm gonna give them JV or I'm gonna give them, you know what I'm saying? Like we can't just like I and I understand how we wanna play, but in order to be like a in order to continue being a good coach, you have to or a good team, you have to make the in-game adjustments. Yeah. I mean uh, uh Chad, as far as I get to you, how many double W's things Larry Nance has had this year? 46 games played. Zero. Hit zero. That was his first double-double of the year. Chaz, uh, Chaz that's – guy showed up last night. When you watch the tape and you've seen the answer to the questions already, you can watch, You can answer the question live on a podcast yeah. and I already knew the answer. <laughs> that, that's true, but listen, Chaz, Larry Nance is all over the damn floor last night. He should be playing more. You know, you know <laughs> aside from my – my Larry Nance take first game. Watching that game, I never felt so bad being vindicated. <laughs> I've taken yo, I, I, I walked I walked through the burning sands this entire season, right? Through the burning sands I see and I was like, yo, I'm telling you, it, it had to be like game 12. I was like, yo, man, this dude JV, I like him. But a, a competent coach is playing him off the floor. Like it, it's it's going to happen. It's inevitable. And the thing the thing that kind of alarms me a little bit before I, uh, I speak on Nance is like five and Lito say you have the answers to the test already, right? But my my issue and that my fear with this entire thing is. I've seen you have the answer to the test several times before. So if you come out tomorrow and play Tony Snell again, I wouldn't be surprised because Mm. this is some, you know, everyone, you know, I always say it's not about the result. The result is random. It's all about the process. It's all about respecting the process, right? Sometimes, just because we won that game, yeah, you made the right adjustment, but you could have avoided being in that position once you saw their adjustment. 
you didn't have to wait until you know things have you know the dominoes fall but you know because we won some people are going to look past a few things so i hope i hope that those corrections i i just hope that there's there's a watershed moment and those corrections get realized i got a oh i'm sorry i'm sorry no go ahead go ahead, go ahead Leo. no 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 i just had a i was gonna ask actually i have a question for you chaz so i know you know everybody you know rick willie's a ricky head coach and you know i know we talk about you know we talk about the internet. I see what you say about him. Everybody, everybody, everybody knows who you are. <laughs> you don't have to. You're a brother. You know what I'm saying? But we, right. you know what right. you say. My question to you is: Do you think these are like Ricky head coaching jitters, or is this something you feel confident in, like long term? You know what I'll say? I actually don't think they're rookie head coach jitters. I think they're philosophy flaws. And the reason the reason I say that is because. Again, that's why he mirrors Monty so much to me because Monty made some of the he had just some of the same philosophy, same even same religious background. Like it's just it's mind blowing how similar these guys are, and they happen to be really good friends. So that's why I think um, you know his, his support system as a coach because he did, he got a lot on his plate. He inherited a difficult situation, superstar player out, you know, following up a. You know, a team where guys were actually considering not playing basketball anymore. That's a lot to inherit. And you had to remedy all of that in your first year. Like, you know, that that's crazy. Can so, I jump in here? I mean, Chaz, let me cut you off. I want to jump in here because me and I don't want to forget it because me and five literally just had this conversation. Right. And so Willie Green's coaching tree, if you think about it, he started. He was in Golden State. I don't know. if Did he start in Golden State or no? Yeah. He started in Golden State. Yeah. All right. So Golden State, those runs had a guy like Andre Iguodala coming off the bench, a big veteran, right? Phoenix last year, like, as you say, like, they've had, like, even even Cameron Payne, who I know he went to China for a couple of years, like, he's a veteran. Like, he, really? they, they have, like, veteran leadership. So I, what, what I'm thinking is, why did he stick with Garrett Temple so long this year? Why did he just randomly go to Tony Snell? Even Devontae Grant, like, he was giving Devontae Grant minutes when Jose Alvarez we got him in. And it's just more that I feel like he – thinks these veterans since they were, they've been in the league for a while can help out a young team. And that's not the case necessarily. I mean, I could, we could have all said Kyra Lewis. I would have seen Kyra play last year over Eric Bledsoe, but Van Gundy stuck with Eric Bledsoe. And then you saw him stick with Garrett. And then you saw Willie Green stick with Garrett Temple this year. And so finally, I think everyone was like, yo, this is pretty bad. But I mean, I don't know, five, like it's got to be a trust issue. I mean, that's that's got to be it. From my from my point of view, Willie will be third in coach of the year. Uh third in the coach of, coach of the year award. He'll be third. And we're and this is his first year. Yeah. I think he's done an amazing job. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think absolutely. he's a wonderful coach. I think he is stamped. He's not going anywhere. This is his only flaw. Yep. Is rotations. Like yep. that, which can't be fixed. And it's it's slowly becoming that it's slowly slowly the i think the staff has a say in that as well five i don't mean to cut you off I, I don't know. hey 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 i'm again i think he does a good job of shielding and deflecting and taking blame even when he may not need to take blame but which i'm cool with like that's a that's a servant leader like he's not going to put anybody under the bus he's not going to tell you what other people do wrong he's just going to say yeah. we did a bad job or he did a bad job and i'm and hey i'm cool with that but we're talking about one thing that he does we think wrong is rotations. And it's about trust. It's about 
And I think Chaz is right when he says it's the philosophy. Like, he trusts older guys. That's what he's seen. He's seen it work. Hey, I just think now it's like we don't we don't live by those rules at this point. We can't live by, hey, this guy's been playing X amount of years or X amount of games because it looked at a point in time where Tony Snell was shell-shocked in that game last night. Like, he yeah. didn't want to play in that game. And he's a veteran. He's played a couple years oh, – what, 10-plus years at this point? You know, like, <clears throat> Trey came in a game, and it, and it seemed like he – been playing the whole game. Like it I mean, he didn't like- touch the rim last night. Like he was ridiculous. Yeah, man. So that was. I, I, I agree. The, that's, that's, that's the only flaw. I mean, it's yeah. the only flaw. But like, does that mean he's a bad coach? No. Does that mean no. he, like, he can get better with that? I just think I completely agree. His rotations and it almost cost him the game last night. The rotation with Tony Snow, we'll call it a spade a spade. It was the wrong rotation. It clearly wasn't. He let it drag for five minutes, which was even more alarming. But you know what? Fuck it, we won. We're in the playoffs yeah. now. Even though I think we were already in the playoffs, I counted those yeah, games as we playoff games. Yeah, 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 yeah. So stupid. Yeah. So, um, you know, Chaz, I'll start with you. Go to Lito, then five. You know, the Suns are – listen, guys, as Chaz, as you said earlier, I already already put, like, this was a check mark of a season for the Pelicans. We got better. We got veterans. We have a first-round pick. We get, we saw success. Zion didn't even play. Chaz, what what are your expectations going into Phoenix? And you know they're loaded; they're a sixty-four win team. They have Chris Paul. What is your actual like realistic expectation coming in? Um, I like so I actually like some of the matchups, believe it or not. Um, and with Chris Paul, you always have the injury factor. The only sad thing is for Brandon Ingram, you you always have the injury factor. <laughs> so you know, I I think I think we can have. Some competitive games. I think we we realistically can have six competitive games. Um, I think it's gonna come down. It's gonna come down to three point line. It's gonna come down to three point line and making free throws. Like you know, what I'm saying taking advantage when the refs actually when you feel like you're getting a fair whistle, you have to take advantage. So I think I think it's gonna come down to that. Um, do I think he's gonna like? Do I think WG is gonna be like tremendously outcoached? No, I also think this is a game where Jonas, you have to really know when to remove him from the situation. When they start getting into that pick and roll, it's time to go. Like it's yeah. it's, it's it's time to put an ass in. You just have to do it. You know what I mean? I, and to me, I think I think this is this is could be good. You playing with house money at this point. You're playing with house money and nobody you're not at full strength still to this day it's no longer an excuse because you haven't had them all season but realistically you aren't you know what i'm saying and um i'm just curious to see what if there's going to be some panic from the coaching staff i'm not too worried about the players necessarily i think the players kind of are who they are but i just want to see if we see a little bit of regression when it comes to, okay, um, we saw what worked with them. Let's just try something they haven't seen before, but we also haven't seen it. So, like, I just don't, I just don't want to see that. But, yeah, far as I'm concerned, you playing with house money, man. Let's 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 do it. Six six solid games, whatever happens happens. Lita, if you get six solid games, you happy? Um, <clears throat> I'm elated. I'm elated now. Uh oh. Uh oh. I gotta mute him. <laughs> the audio fucked up again. 
Yeah, I think you got to unplug and I don't. I gotta uh, mute you, uh, Lita. So I'm gonna go to five. Five expectations uh, if you get six games. Six games, man. I'm happy with four. This you. I'm easily pleased here. I am happy with four games. I don't want to get swept. No. Right. But like Chad said, this is house money. It, bro, just play loose. Enjoy this time. Play fast. Play up and down. Play calm, but play with some kind of confidence. Right. Like if we lose, if we lose or if we get swept, as long as we play hard, man, I'm not tripping. I'm like, like, bro, again, we're missing Zion Williamson. That's negative 27 points. Every time you start the game, you start the game in a hole. You know what I'm saying? Imagine imagine really going through that whole season. But again, here, we're here. We're in the playoffs. And this is good all around. Like, game three, I hope to pull up. You know what I'm saying? I hope. Chad's going to be there. Well, Chad's going to be there. I don't know where you <laughs> Chad's going to be there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, no, I – I agree. I think it's already it was already a win before the Clippers game, even if win or loss. And we had some people already celebrating before the game even started, which was asinine. Um, it was insane. But Lido, you like that? Uh, yeah, I can hear you. You're a little bit better. But what's your expectations going uh, into Phoenix? Um, I'm I'm with Chaz. Like six games, I'm good. I'm good with six games. I mean, uh, you know, what I'm saying like I'm I'm elated to where we are now, I'm happy with the result. Like once we got, you know what I'm saying? How, how the whole thing turned around. I mean, I think we have favorable matchups, some favorable matchups in the game. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Phoenix is a very well coached. Uh, they have a very good roster. Um, pretty skilled at a lot of different positions. I would, I would like to take, so <clears throat> if we're, if, if we're going off fives tests, Right. I like to say if we we've seen the history of this, right? Put your best defender on Chris, man. Like like let let mm. you know what I'm saying? To take 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 the head of the giant off him, man. You know what I'm saying? The head of the snake off. Oh really? Ooh. That's yeah, I like it. I like, I like it, Lito. Oh man, this what we got to lose. I agree. I you know, have God. Agree too. Okay, yeah, boy. I like this Lito. <laughs> guy I almost forgot about the podcast. Um, I wanted to talk about this, and uh, five. I want to talk to you first. Is I mentioned last time the recap. You know, there's a lot of people with this whole tanking thing when we were one in twelve and three and sixteen. I've and I've always been against tanking. Whether you have one win or, or ten wins, I hate tanking. I, I just don't like it because when you learn to win basketball games, especially for Brandon Ingram and Herb Jones and Trey Murphy and these younger guys they're learning from this experience right now like the game in san antonio or the game against the spurs and then on the road against the clippers and you know fucking fouls going against you and the crowds against you and you're down 10 like brandon ingram and all those guys learned something last night we're lose and willie green but i wanted to get to your thoughts on this because they're gonna learn whether they get swept or they win a game or two or three no matter what they're gonna take this series and into the offseason and be better from it I hate tanking. I, I really do. I don't I don't really think you gain a lot from it, especially now that you're not really guaranteed a pick. You're not guaranteed it. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, even when we, we got Zion, we weren't even supposed to get the number one pick. We weren't even supposed to be in the top three. Right. So we're, when you do that, you, you develop bad habits. Like, you, you do organizationally as well, not just on the court, organizationally as well. I think 
we, as a team, like look at Phoenix. Even when you look at Phoenix before they went to the the championship, man, they were winning basketball games. Yep. Even though they they had a 0.02% chance of even making the play-in tournament, and they won all eight games. And the next year they get to the finals. Like, I think those games propelled them to get to the finals the, the following year. And I know adding Chris helped a lot, but it doesn't guarantee you a finals trip. He had never been there either. Right. The Grizzlies, year before, I think now is a testament of what they did prior to. Them going to the playoffs, well, going to the play-in tournament. Did they get the? Yeah, they, they made the playoffs. They beat the Warriors or something like that. I think the, the first play-in game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They lost, but those games help you propel you for the next season. So, no, nah, I hate tanking. Never mentioned tanking around me. I don't. I don't really think it's worth it. <laughs> I mean, Chaz, yeah, I think Brandon Ingram last night, right? You saw that three different defenders regarding him. They're bumping him off his spot. They're being aggressive as shit with him. That dude rose to another level last night that I don't think I've ever seen from him. So definitely, um, I think even with tanking, it's kind of it's really about context with me because it's like you don't have to actively tank sometimes. Sometimes you just suck. You know what I'm saying? And to be real, it's like sometimes you could play just how you play, and you you suck, and so things things will happen, you know, organically. But I also think um, when you look at certain teams, like with this team specifically, um, so I, I was seeing a tanking thing too. I was never really on board with that. Not only are, are, are you not guaranteed a top pick, you haven't proven up well now you have, but you haven't really proven yourself prior to this year to be able to evaluate talent, even if you got the pick. Thirdly, you won't be able to properly evaluate your team because you can say to yourself, oh, well, we was tanked. We weren't really trying. So, you know, we probably still would be a good team. But like, no, you need to know what happens when you try to win and you lose. That's how you will be able to decide this guy isn't good. You know what I'm saying? This guy doesn't fit. This this, this not going to work. You know what I'm saying? So I, that's kind of tanking. It's, 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 it has, it's a culture of a po- like a poisonous organization. Like, look at the Kings. The Kings don't actively tank. They just suck. And they have tons of talent. Like, they have, they, I would say at one point, they would be more talented team than us. You know, like, before we got CJ, you know, for us, his overall team talent. But they just suck. So, you know, you don't have to tank all the time. It, it'll happen organically. Lito, you know, playoff series, Brandon Ingram's going to be in there. Uh, but you see guys like JV and, and CJ be calm. I know CJ had a bad game last night, but instead of JV, but Brandon especially, Lito, is going to be learning from this because, you know, every year you hear those guys that fall short, right? Like the Devin Bookers of the world and, you know, even the Kobe's back then. Yeah. You know, they're like, the playoffs taught me, like, I need to add this to my bag or I need to take this. Now, Brandon Ingram is going to get at least four games against one of the best teams this league's seen in a while. I listened to Jaron Jackson give an interview yesterday about how they lost in the, um, the playoffs last year, but like going getting the experience, how it fueled them the whole summer, and like it let, like they worked out like they wanted this moment again, and they took a leap. You can the whole team took a leap, right? And I think when you look at our team and Bi finally getting that experience, that opportunity, and you know he does have veterans and CJ and Jonas to help him you know, uh, overcome the, those moments. 
I think Brandon's gonna take. I think Brandon's gonna keep leaving. He's gonna take another leap um, as far as skill. But, but I think the the guy who honestly might take the biggest leap. I'm praying. I'm praying that Zion is looking at this, seeing he hasn't been a part of the journey really. You know, like with the team. I mean, he's on the team, but like not being in the trenches with him. And I think like this is affecting him to the point where he's like, man, you know, what I'm saying I'm, I can't wait to be back. I can't wait to be healthy and be able to be out there with my guys. You know what I'm saying? Because, fuck, man, we we top three. We like we literally would be a top three, top three seed. Five. You gotta think Zion's watching. I'm glad you brought that up, Ludo, because I talked about it with Ross last night. You gotta think like, fuck, this looks like fun. I want to join. Man, I, I should have woke up this morning and saw a video of Zion running in the, the Crescent City run this morning. I should have saw it. Like I should have like I should have saw it. Like you gotta you gotta literally show me that that's what you want, bro. Like you gotta that's how you can change the whole narrative, bro. It not it's not a dunk video. That doesn't get you in shape. Nah, bro. Show me something that you working. You better have a hazmat suit on the big trash bag and running or like show me something because this the dunks that that's cool but that doesn't tell me that you in shape it doesn't that's like bro we've been seeing you dunk on little white kids since you was a 14 year old like we know what that is wait we, wait five are you saying you're not impressed with a dunker dunking <laughs> man you know how many dudes i know from hammond that can do that well, not necessarily like that, but like. I've said this for a while, Chaz. I, you know, I I don't like the I don't want to talk about the report about you know whatever it was like they're disagreeing. Mm-hmm. Clearly, clearly the Pelicans have the advantage here. I know that Zion's dad has gone on these rants and he's ready to play and all this stuff. But Chaz, to five point to five's point, like you dunked the ball. That's great. What else have you done? Yeah, you know, I, and I, I might be in a minority here, but personally, I don't trust uh, neither, neither party's medical staff to make the right decisions as it pertains to this situation or any situation. Because I, I've been pretty vocal about not just with Zion, but it kind of started with him, how this medical staff set certain benchmarks and how they may handle situations. I think with Zion, I think, but I think he's motivated. I think that dude could just step out of bed and give you thirty points at sixty percent. And it's it's crazy. Do I think that's some extra motivation? Yeah. And money's a major motivator as yeah. well. That's the you know probably the ultimate motivator, if not legacy. One thing I don't want to discount from this because sometimes we say you know we don't know maybe he, he doesn't love playing basketball. Maybe maybe. You kind of got to give him some credit and say, well, maybe he does love playing basketball. Maybe this is something he's like, I'm really thirsting to be out there. I want to be out there. So, of course, there's going to be some disagreement. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot at stake for this dude. You know what I'm saying? Because every when you see that camera pan to him doing these national games, everything they're saying isn't complimentary. It's right. probably the first time in his life he's ever really dealt with this, and it's been going on consistently for months. And um, – to me, to be honest, looking at, visually looking at him, I think he's a little, he's still a little way away. Like just looking at him, like you don't, you don't look like you're in the ideal shape. Now I know you can probably still go out there and dominate anyway, like for just you know not at 
your peak level, but you still be a dominant force to a degree. You still don't look ready, bro. Just this this one right here, just chalk it up, charge it to the game, come back ready next year, and you could be like something we've never seen before. Just, just gotta gotta bite the bullet. Yeah, I mean, listen, <clears throat> this team of Zion Williamson is incredible. Like they're a top three, four team. Like no, like no doubt about it. Like it's not an over exaggeration, but. I want to touch that, Chaz, what you just said is that people think like Zion's coming back in the play. He hasn't gone through a five on five practice yet. He hasn't he he hasn't gone through a, a scheme, an offensive scheme, a game. Like people think that like the like guys, like he's never played with Herb Jones before. Like he's never played under a second leader, as you said. He's never played a, under a second under Willie Green. Like you can't just yeah. throw somebody in there, even though he probably would still drop twenty points in like ten yeah, minutes. Absolutely. But Lito you gotta think you gotta think Zion's somewhat impressed with this, right? Like, I, I know like they might um they might be in disagreement of the injury. Yeah. Zion, like this has to be somewhat impressed. If he's if he not impressed, he's blind. Go like, ahead. If he if he's not impressed, he's he's blind. Like mm-hmm. if if he's if he's seen the dysfunction that he came under and is looking at what's in front of him, he's blind. You know what I'm saying? It's it's this is a complete 180. Of organization from even from the time Zion got here to now, like the the philosophies are different, the 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 environment is different, everything about the team is different. And then CJ brought so much legitimacy to us as far as like just being in our building. You know what I'm saying? Like he he didn't have a great game yesterday, but still the fact that like Bi gets doubled on the um. <clears throat> gets done with at the three point line. Like there's an outlet, kick it to who you know. At any point, man, he could give you thirty, or he could give you whatever you know, forty. I mean, he can he can distribute the ball. Zion's got to be looking at that and saying, "Damn, the only thing they're missing is me." <laughs> it really man. is. I mean, fuck go five. I'm gonna just say this: Brandon Ingram scored thirty points in a winner take all. Basketball game. And yeah. 27 before that, right? And then 27. In like 29 minutes. Let's, let's, let's talk about this young man as if, like, he is, I think, taking off. Like, I, he's efficient. Like, he came, he came out in the first quarter and it was like, I got it on my mind. I got it on my mind. I don't, you could send two, it don't matter. I'm escape dribble, it's pull up mid-range. I'm I'm cutting up regardless. It didn't matter. He bring it. You can even you can even put it like this. If he had a healthy Zion this season, he would have been doing this. Could have you could you could literally say the same. Just having a a a second person that can not even facilitate. He didn't like he didn't need CJ to facilitate. He never needed that. He just needed somebody he can give the ball to so he can get it back. Right. He just hasn't had that. And there's Jonas, there's some games Jonas had that, okay, yeah, you can see that, but it could have been just Zion. Point Zion. That's what we were supposed to have. And now you see him just take off. Like he he's commanding this team. Like he's been leading since the summer. Like this is his. And he got this team from the mud to a playoff series. Yeah. He did it not on his own, but he just let it. And I and I I think we need to give more credit to that than 
oh, we're just one piece away. Man, look, no. you should have been that piece from the get go. Yeah. Can you should have been there. Real quick. Yeah. Like, I just, like, for as far as Zion and observing the team, I think one of the biggest factors, like y'all both spoke on, was, and I might be butchering this saying, but you're no longer greater than the sum of this team's parts. Now there's a real argument to be made if you're the best player on the team. So now that that's a real tangible art, because availability is the best skill set, you know what I'm saying? So there's, and these guys got playoff experience now. You don't, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's what, what have you done for me lately type situation. So now that you got to think there's a lot of humble pie being eaten, you know what I'm saying? In, in an ideal situation. Cause we don't really know Zion's thoughts because he doesn't necessarily speak for himself at the at this point. Yeah. But so you never really know. When I see the dude though, he looks engaged. He always looks like fully and in, like involved, and he he looks like yo, I'm cool here. They may not be everyone's attitude, you know, and, you know, surrounding the situation, but we're no longer at the mercy of that party, and I think they recognize that because. The attitudes was a little bit different on that radio interview. The attitudes sounded like, "Oh, I'm so happy to be here. We gonna go ahead. Yeah. Do, we know what we gotta do." It was just very. Uh, they got they got a little act right. They got a little act right because you know you you got some big dogs now too. So you gotta. It ain't it ain't gonna be. Oh, I'm the big man on campus no more. It's like hold up. We we might have to put we we putting at least at minimum two people on this billboard and. You know, you could be the third one if you're cool, but yeah. at least at least two people will be on this billboard moving forward. Can I Five, go ahead? Or can I have go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll go after you, bro. Go ahead. I just wanted to say, man, I appreciate Five for bringing up. I know we were, we were talking about Zion, but I do appreciate Five for bringing up Brandon Ingram because I didn't get a chance to. We didn't get a chance to really talk about him. And to be fair, Zion isn't playing, so we, we really don't have anything to discuss as far as Zion wise. The thing about Brandon is, like, pressure make diamonds. Like, Brandon has been in these circumstances where he he's our, he hasn't had to be the best player on the team without Zion. You know, he's experienced life without Zion. Zion has not experienced life without Brandon, right? And I think that he's not he hasn't had to put that on his shoulders. Like, Brandon has had to wear that shit. He's had to be the guy. He's had to be the guy to get boxing one and double and triple team on the perimeter. And that's... You looking at the game and you looking at what he, you looking at him play now, man. The shit is like the shit is moving in slow motion because he's seen the worst of it. So he's only going to get better from there. And yeah, man, Brandon need billboards. Fuck, I put a statue out there of him. Like he he needs to. And you know what? You know what? I gotta say this too, man. Because it was a, it was a point last year or the years that Brandon's been here. Like people were putting him like trade talks, trade rooms, yep. with a Brandon and all that fucking shit. Let your mackle. <laughs> like he, we gonna treat him like Voldemort. We don't even say his name. Well, well, he shall not be missing. You know what I'm saying? But like, you gotta understand what, when you look at Brandon Ingram. You gotta understand what you're looking at. That man not regular. Y'all just ain't never seen that before. I'm Lita. I'm glad you said that because the one thing, guys, why he was putting these trade machines right is because he wasn't good in the clutch time right his numbers were weak in the clutch time and i told people that i said listen man if you want to trade a top 15 offensive player because of his clutch numbers at 23 years old then like you don't understand basketball because five what 
remember how we talked about we talked about it a lot what has he gotten better at what has he gotten better at over the season he has gotten better at closing out games easily i, I think he's been efficient i think he, he picks his spots very very well mm-hmm. um i think he he gets off like he'll 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 pass the ball dang that was that was a little iffy he passes the ball and he'll get it back and <laughs> he'll pass the ball. He'll get it back and he'll be able to make a play. Like I think he's seeing things slowly. Yeah. Seeing them happen slowly and, and he's he's taking advantage of it. I'm gonna say this one thing. We we I just wanna close this desire thing out. If you really want somebody's attention, show us the work. Show us the work. You know, we Kyra. do a math test, the teacher the teacher asks you, you can you can give me the answer to the problem. But I need to see the work, because right. I know you don't. I, I, yeah, you can score twenty-seven, but what did you do to get here? What did you prepare? Like, like what was it? So I don't want to see you touch a basketball. I want to see you running. I want to see you getting in shape. I want to see that. I want to see you healthy. Don't touch the basketball, because I know you can do stuff with the basketball that I, no one else can. I know that already. Get you, get yourself get yourself together. Brandon Xavier Ingram, he is the one, the chosen one. You know what I'm saying? He done, He's failed in a clutch situation. He's carried this team, like Lito said. He's 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 been the one to have to answer for Zion, because Zion don't talk. He's had to do that. So yep. let's praise this man for the work he's done. Let's 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 ride behind him when he in when he is flourishing in this. Because I, I I hope. I hope he is one of them we believe moments versus the um versus the Suns. I hope it's one of those moments where you can't hear me? No, no, you're good. You was coming flagrant foul. Go ahead. Pretty flagrant. You was ah, I don't say it again. We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. Dang, man. Whatever, bro. But man, I think I think we'll have one of those moments and we'll Brandon will will lead us to the promised land. And I wanna wrap it up on this Chaz because <clears throat> what five and you, and I'm glad y'all brought him up because we he should be celebrated and I, I try I usually I'm a big bi guy y'all y'all find me for a while now like I love Brandon he's my favorite player he's an incredible talent but I think Chaz the, the wholesome content right this is the last thing I wanted to talk about was that hug between Griffin who we've all given shit <laughs> and Brandon Ingram who a lot of people give him shit to and to see that embracement, see that hug, man, that that showed me a lot, dude. I, it really did. I think I think we going like us on the outside looking in, or even some of us who may be privy to some information. It's like I think we kind of view things through the lens of the fans' perspective sometimes. Like, oh well, we're unhappy, so the, so these guys must be unhappy. The t- team must be unhappy, and that's not always the case because they probably understand more of the 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 tentacles at play, like they understand well, who's making, you know, <laughs> the, these said this, the decisions. They know like, oh, no, nah, that was his call. That was his call. This person talked to me. I signed off on that decision. So I have some, you know, blame with that. And man, this season, I, I think even with Griff and even like throughout his tenure, were there some mistakes? Yes. But certain things you really can't necessarily throw this guy under the bus with because firstly we don't necessarily know who made that decision secondly in the context of certain situations 
those decisions might have been necessary, but they just didn't work out right. And thirdly, you you sign coaches and you draft players and you sign free agents for their ceiling. You know what I'm saying? You sign them for their ceiling. You understand that they may have a, a, a floor somewhere, but I think you go into every situation with an ideal goal, and that's not always the best practice. There's been a lot of luck involved in this season, but you can tell that this team, at this, as a collective, you watch the pregame, you watch the postgame interview, you watch the international during the game, you watch how they, they cheer and root for each other. This is a very, very tight-knit group. This is like one of those teams, kind of like the Saints, when like you might see a guy get traded away and get well get waived, and he finds his way back to the team. Like this is how tight knit this group is, and I think if you're gonna if you're gonna give Griff the blame, you gotta give him the praise yep. for coming yep. turn. Right. Now I'm glad you said that, Lito, because you talk about tight knit, and like these guys are like a lot of them are coming back next year, right? And so just moving forward, you know the embracement to see Brandon, right? The face of the franchise. And Brandon is not an emotional guy. You know, mm-hmm. he'll, he'll, he'll scream a little bit after like a game winning shot or something like that, but he's very even keeled, things like that to see him, you know, just saying, you know, fucking celebrating in the middle of the Clippers, you know, court and then coming off the, coming off the court and then hugging David Griffin. Like, and it wasn't just like a, a quick hug, right? It was like a long, like, you know, like an embrace. Hugs, right? It was an embracement. Lito, that is a big big thing because griffin when he first got here was like i want to create a family culture we never saw it with gentry obviously out of the bubble mm-hmm. then we never saw it with sam van gundy leto that moment last night you've never seen it with the prior coaches because <clears throat> maybe willie is a better guy to put that plan in action than them um brandon ingram and griff in, in their tenure here have honestly they've been they both been through a lot in in different ends of the spectrum so you know bi's had to shoulder the team and griffiths had to shoulder the zion blame or he's had to shoulder the you know um the stephen adams or the eric bledsoe blame he's he's had different things that he's had to take on i even at one point last last year in the season man, i think i like i added griff i called him a liar Mm. You, you lied to us like you know what i'm saying yo the vision you told us like that's not what you're doing so i had to I, griff if you probably never go hear this but like you know thank you i appreciate that like you you brought us you you've somewhat delivered on your promise you you we're a playoff team honestly you know what i'm gonna say you deliver because from how this season started to where we are now like i did not think we would be here <laughs> like no you know what I'm saying? I did not think we would be even even when we started to win. I was just kind of like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Figure like, it out. Chad, yeah, I mean, Chaz, we talked like you talked about it. There's a little bit of luck in five. I'm let you close it out. Like he got lucky this year, but fuck, yeah. Sometimes you gotta be lucky to be good, right? Yeah. Five, the embracement, just the culture that's being built. We had talked about it. You know, just when someone's doing something bad, you call them out for doing something bad. When someone does something good. You give him his flowers, David Griffin. He's been really good this year. I hope y'all can hear me. My AirPods. Yeah, app. you're good. All right, bet. Uh, the the embrace between him and Brandon, I think it's a um, I'm gonna say culmination because that's not a pause moment, Justin. Too. Uh, I, <laughs> I just want you to know. All right. Uh, 
So you ever like it's like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that the other person is the enemy, but you ever mm-hmm. like been blamed for something that someone else did and the other person like you have been blamed for the same person? Y'all like, man, this, I keep catching slack because of this, man. Like, like y'all collectively have, that's y'all like commonality. And I think between him and Griff, that's the commonality. And that's where you saw the embrace because they've been, you know, been trashed because of something that they didn't even have anything, no control over, you know. I think Griff was low-key blindsided by even Zion's injury at the beginning of the season. They had to make a promise, and, and he took more to blame than Zion did. And it was, you know, and it really wasn't until CJ McCollum came that people started looking at Brandon differently, finally. Like, and I think they both see the vision at this point. I think they collectively see the vision, and they probably had like moments where they were, you know, butting heads. Yeah. You know, of course they they probably even they Brandon seen multiple head coaches too, but we never really hear about that. It's always Zion seen multiple head. This is his third head coach. Well, Brandon's probably had like five head coaches in his career. Yeah, you know? at minimum. Yeah, you know, yeah. but no one's talking about that because you know somebody else. Like Brandon's been in the gym. He's he's been he's been trying to push. He's trying to get through. He's trying to get through injury. He's playing injured. You know, like yeah. I think that's what you see because I think Griff respects that. I think Griff respects the work, and I think Brandon understand what Griff wants to do. He probably respects him even more for bringing him, C- bringing him CJ McCollum, like yeah, bringing him some help. So I think that's what you saw. I think that was the the like all right, we on the same page. That was you got me to the playoffs. I appreciate it. You brought me some help. I appreciate it. That's what we saw. That's just, yeah, that's the perfect way to end it five. I'm glad you said that. But uh, before we log off, predictions, Lito, go ahead. Series series uh, score. Fuck, man. <laughs> Sons of six. But. Sons but, of six. Wow. Sons of six. I'm saying, okay. I think that's fair. I feel like, I feel like, honestly, I feel like, I know, you know, the Sons are the favorite, but I feel like. We might could catch them slipping. Like I don't really think they understand mm-hmm. like how good we are now. And I know I know we beat them. You know what I'm saying without Chris. But I think even even Chris might have to take a step back while we're playing and be like, you know, like he might look at the scoreboard and we could be up twenty at some point. I'm just saying like it it could happen. Like these these basketball is a game of runs. So yep. you know we might get a run and and we might. I feel like this. Going there tomorrow, still that game. Fuck what happened after. You know what I'm saying? As long as you, as long as you can extend the series in some kind of way, you play Wildman. Two thousand shit. Two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Willie Green and the Chris Paul led Hornets stole that for game one in uh, Los Angeles when they were big favorites. So uh, I forget what year that was, but Willie Green CP the only year they played together. Chaz uh, prediction. You know, I'm gonna go out on a limb, man. I'm gonna say pales in seven. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> and the reason, the reason, no I, the reason I'm going to say that is because, firstly, we've seen so many improbable things happen this season. Secondly, because the two games we played them when they did have Chris Paul this season, one, we led by 20 until Jonas Valanciunas knocked Herb Jones out with a concussion. <laughs> 
right? And there was another game that was really close where Bismack Biombo just looked like the guy. Yeah. Y'all don't remember when they said you should take Biombo over Anthony Davis. This was a, a real discussion <laughs> that was going on. Like, oh, you want to start a franchise, get Biombo. So, you know, and we didn't have Nan Stan, we didn't have CJ neither. So, I'm going to say Pels and Seven. That's crazy. Five. I'm gonna say and seven. Wait, wait, Chaz, you know what's crazy about that? Michael Jordan ended up drafting him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> great. The, the, the irony everywhere. <laughs> five, five guys. That's, that's why I was I was gonna go with the combination of if we if they don't beat us in six, we win in seven. Mm. I know that sounds crazy, but they don't beat us in six, we win in seven. Um, I think I think we can we can we can give them a run for their money, man. I think that the matchup is pretty even. Um, if we can be more tactical, and I know Chaz is against anything tactical that this coaching staff does. <laughs> I said against anything tactical. I said tactical. That's not flagrant, bro. Like, what no, you you do, you do. Oh, I, I, I ain't saying nothing. Bring Chaz on the show just goes fucking off the rails. Go ahead, <laughs> I just think I think we can be we we can match up very very well against this team. Um, they play consistently. They play smart. Um, but I think have a little bit more athleticism. I think if we have some big like young players. Uh, a Jay's game where it's like he hits a couple threes and he dunks somebody and it's a home game. And game three is going to tell me everything I need to know. Um, I think that's like, it's going to be a crazy atmosphere. Um, something that evil, I think, will exceed what they saw in playing game. I think it will exceed that. Um, it's going to be insane. I think the prodigal son is coming. Like, like it's, it's Chris Paul, this is the prodigal son, this Monty, the prodigal father. And then, honestly, really, the prodigal son is, is Monty. Just didn't know. We just didn't know. <laughs> so it's, it's it's a lot of different. It's a lot of different storylines. All right, I think I'm going Suns and six, but Pelicans will win one on the road. I don't know. I think it's either one. I think it's either be one or five. If they win five, that shit gonna get scared. No, they're gonna steal a game on the road. It's either one or five. But I think that the Suns are just loaded, man. Um, so Suns and six. But listen, the Pelicans are gonna be competitive throughout the series. I don't think there's more. That, I I don't see them getting blown out by like twenty points. I see everything being you know from twelve points on. So um, man, Chaz five Lido, uh, happy Easter. Hope y'all have a great you know sunday with uh y'all's families yeah. and we play sunday night 8 30 dude late night games gonna be brutal man we got 8 38 and then back in new orleans friday and sunday at eight right yeah that's yeah. uh the blenders will be fine chaz you're coming in friday yeah, Friday. i will be there i got my ticket the plane tickets all set up i'm, I'm there i was Lido and Five, we were trying to talk about someone. The owner goes, you doing the live show on Friday. I was like, oh, man. Yeah, I thought about that. I was like, we'll be doing – I wonder if they're going to do something Friday. They wanted, they, Rustin Allen wants us back. <laughs> we could get some Knob Creek again. So <laughs> drink it on the house, right? So uh, Five, Chaz, Lido signing off. Y'all have a good Easter. Go Pels. See y'all later. Peace. Peace.
this way. It was a finger roll of anything. <laughs> that, that, that's a dunk.